0: Welcome to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast with your host, Jim Robinson.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Robinson. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to evaluate your stand establishment in corn and make the decision as to whether or not you should replant that corn uh, or accept the final stand that you have. In today's episode, we have our guest, Jacob Foley back with us. Jacob's a product evaluation lead in Minnesota with Rob Seco Jacob, welcome back.
0: Thank you for having me back, Jim. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, thank you. So, Jacob, just to kick right into it, we're right in the middle of planting right now. We're actually ahead of pace in planting in, here in 2020. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about as growers are evaluating their stands and considering the need for replant and whatnot? What, what should they be doing and what are some of the common emergence problems they may run into?
0: Yeah, so some of the com- common problems and the things, probably the number one thing that I stress when, when we have this discussion with either growers or our sales force, when it comes to planting B, it's really simple. Just be mindful of, the, of the, your weather forecast a, as you're planting. The first 48 hours that your seeds in the ground are probably the most critical to stand establishment. If we're going to see cold, wet conditions in, the, in those first 48 hours, we're going to see some seed chilling or imbibitional chilling. What that comes down to is your seed is imbibing or absorbing moisture from the soil. It's going to absorb 30% of its, uh, of its seed weight just in moisture and expand and uh, swell up. And then it's going to start a germination process. What, what happens in that if we get too cold, too wet and too cold is cell membranes that need to do the expanding become brittle and actual burst and your seed will come, uh, it won't be viable, your seed will die. So just be, be looking at the weather forecast, look at the, fir- uh, the next 48 hours after that seed gets in the ground. Some other soil conditions that you might run into, uh, if we ever see crusting of soil, you know, if you've got your seed bed prepared and we get a rain, you you might lose soil aggregates and you're gonna, your soil is going to be basically just become concrete. And you're, you're, Those those little seedlings that need to push through are gonna have a really tough time and you could lose some stand of that also.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: um, h- about planting depth, uh, if if we get too shallow, we're going to have some some sidewall compaction. Your your root your root development is going to be slow, and they're not going to have anywhere to go because they, everything around it's too hard for roots to get out and find anything. If your press wheels aren't uh, uh, getting your furrow closed, you could be dry or freeze your seed out, and, that, and that's definitely going to impact your seed. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple couple things. Something else, um, you know. You might we might see it less today, but early uh, season seed blights that could have an impact on your stand. Insects, you know, you, you might see cutworm take out your your v, you know, around that v three time you might see cutworm. You might see wireworm early on the season uh, coming up through your seed up up into the stock of your early seedling. And the last thing you might see, you might have some damage on, would be herbicide carried over from last year or the uh, inappropriate herbicide put on early in, in the season. That could hurt your stand also. so
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there are a lot of different factors that can impact stand establishment overall on corn, and, and in beans or, for that matter. Uh, yeah. Now, you know, one thing that we often run into is is people tend to be drawn to the worst part of the field and, and taking a look at stand establishment in the worst part of the field. What would you say in terms of evaluating a stand um field wide and and how should a grower go about that?
0: Yeah. So taking a stand count, it, it seems so simple, but the best way that you should be taking a stand count is to, you really want to understand the field average, right? And to do that, you want to take a representative stand count of your entire field and it's probably going to take more than one stand count. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're going to have those historically bad parts of your field, right? That low spot that's always underwater or too wet, that's always got a low stand, but you've got other parts of your field that will probably be, uh, your stand count will probably be there where you want it to be. So taking stand counts where uh, things look good, where things look bad, and everything in between, understanding the entire field, not just one spot that's in question. Does
1: that make sense? That makes a great sense. And then what it may mean is that that you may not have to replant the whole field. It may just be that southwest corner that typically drowns out or uh, right. maybe there was more herbicide carryover because of a different soil type and in, in one spot of the field versus another, you may not have to replant the whole field. Right.
0: Right. And and we want to avoid that at, as at all costs, right? I mean, replanting just means that we're, we're going to have to get back equipment back out. That's going to cost us more in fuel, labor, uh, seed costs. If there's a seed cost involved, we're, we want to avoid replanting if we
1: can, but. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that, that brings us, you have, really nicely into our next component of this. What are those factors that should play the largest roles in the replant decisions?
0: Yeah. So it comes down to there are a couple of pieces we're, If we're going to build a puzzle. There's a couple of pieces. And, but in the end, you want to just try and stay profitable you now. And that's just going to, it's going to take pencil to paper and understanding of, Hey, I've, I've got a field in question. That I think I've got a low stand on, is it going to work out for me to replant or should I leave that 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 stand short the way it is, and let it go throughout the season. So the first thing we can talk about really is what is the yield potential of a field that might be short on stand, and mm-hmm. it could be a surprise to some. But that that relationship is not linear. It's not a one for one thing. So if I'm at seventy five percent stand, I'm not at seventy five percent of my yield potential. Okay. So uh, if uh, if we're at ninety percent stand, we take a stand count. And, hey, I'm only at ninety percent of my planted plants. Actually, my yield potential is at ninety five percent in of the the original one hundred, and Absolutely. you can go down the line you know if you're at seventy percent of your stand, you're still at about eighty five percent of your optimal yield
1: mm-hmm. now what, what do you think it is uh, you know just to kind of expand on that, what is it that that creates that difference between uh, nonlinearity between stand establishment and yield potential?
0: So really, when it, when it comes to that, um, so let's say we have a grower who plants at 30,000 seeds an acre, you can break that up into 10,000 seed increments, right? The first 10,000 seeds that you're going to plant in that field contribute the most to your overall yield, okay? The next 10,000 you plant on that field contributes yield, but not to the extent of that first 10,000 seeds, and the last 10,000 you plant are even less so. So it, it's just plants going to flex and adjust and to to hit your final number. That's that's kind of what it comes down to.
1: Absolutely, and that's a you know, The corn has a, a kind of an insensitivity to planting population to a degree uh, that that is more typically referred to as ear flex. So a lower stand may result in a larger ear, higher uh, kernel weights, and that sort of thing that, that contributes to that ear flex. And so that that's a great uh, thing to keep in mind as you're establishing your stand. That just because you've lost. Say 30% of your uh, stand doesn't necessarily mean you're losing 30% of your yield. Now, what else should you consider um, when making this decision beyond just what stand is left in the field?
0: Yeah. So the next big piece of the puzzle comes to hey, when I've I decided that I want to replant this field, what part of the growing season is it? Are we, um, we talked about this in, the, in a previous ep- episode, but what, based on the date in the calendar, what is my yield potential going to be? So if it's, If it's May uh, 20th, hey, uh, we decide we want to replant to May 20th, well, based on the calendar, we know from previous studies that you're only going to be at about 90% of your original 100% yield potential on May 20th. -hmm. As you get later on in making your decision, say May 30th, you're only at 80% of that that potential. So the sooner you can make your decision, the better off you are in terms of yield potential, definitely. That's the next biggest part.
1: Yeah, and so... So let's say you know a grower sees that he has a, a lower than desired stand but, but can't get into the field until uh, you know till significantly later, either because a big rain's coming up or it's gonna take him a while to finish up some of his other planted fields and kill the, the stand, the original stand, you know what kind of math should should the grower go through in order to determine should I leave that field as is based on a later planting date and current stand or or should I actually tear it up and, and plant anew?
0: Yeah, so you you got to kind of go full circle here with what we've talked about. So uh, you have to know the history of your field, right? So let's just run through an example real quick. Let's say um, your field in question, you've averaged 200 bushel an acre on that field, right? Mm-hmm. After, after taking a stand count, we've, we've counted, we are, we are at 70% of our, of our optimal stand case. But what that really means is, is that we're at 85% of our yield potential. So that 200 bushel, because of the loss of stand now your your expected yield in theory is 170 bushel an acre right mm-hmm. okay so that's one piece of the puzzle the other part if we're going to replant that field let's just say that it's we're getting late and it's may 30th we know that in theory that because it's may 30th we're only going to be at about 80% of our uh, potential yield so of that original 200 right 80% or 160 bushel an acre so right there, you've got the two things that weigh against each other. If I let my stand be, let that go throughout the season, in theory, I'll hit 170 bushel, or I can go replant and only get 160 bushel. So you've lost 10 bushel right there. That 160 mm-hmm. bushel doesn't include the cost, like you said, to go kill that stand, seed cost, labor cost, fuel cost, it, it, that all adds up. So it, it takes a, a, little, a little bit of math uh, in, in to understand the numbers before we make that decision.
1: Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it's worth noting that, that while we do have these these figures here, that, that you can actually find a lot of the figures we're referring to in uh, agronomy tip sheets on the Rob Seco website. Uh, while these figures, you know, we, we have them and have been developed through various studies over the years, these are averages for what you may may find. In some cases, you know, you can't exactly predict what's going on. There's a degree of uncertainty to it. But, you know, making these calculations upfront and early on allows you to make, allow you you to make the best decision possible for your farm. You know, maybe, you know, in this specific case, a 10 bushel yield difference, a yield loss by replanting, almost certainly tells you that, well, before I even add in the additional costs, it's not worth replanting that field. Now, if you were, if you were much earlier in the season and able to plant at an earlier date um, and therefore preserve more of your yield and maybe your initial stand was only 50% or less of your uh, targeted uh, optimal population, then it absolutely makes sense to replant your field. You know, there there are other factors involved too, such as uh, commodity prices. You know, right now we are seeing a suppressed commodity price due to the overall economy and the ag economy in general. And so that may make it uh, less desirable to uh, replant your fields, particularly where you may have a stand of 70% or more. Now, Jacob... The yield potential based on these later planting dates, you know that that yield potential comes down as you get later and later into the year. What should a grower consider in order to reduce those costs? Say that that grower does need to replant the field, and because he may have a eighty percent yield potential of optimal, uh, is there anything he can do to reduce his costs?
0: So, great question, Jim. The thing that the number one thing we can probably look at is adjusting your population. If if you do decide to replant if you can save some money on less seed per acre that that's a big part you also can probably make some adjustments to your fertility being that if you've already put a starter down with your original planting you can skip that the second time through and you're also since you know you're at less of a yield potential you're if you have any in-season in fertility adjustments you can probably back those off as well to save a few bucks
1: absolutely and you know it's worth noting that that even with the later planting date Uh, you get a second bonus from planting a lower plant population uh, in that you can actually speed up the uh, time in which it takes the corn to mature at a lower population because you get increased light penetration into that canopy. And therefore you actually end up with a slightly higher temperature at the ear itself, which will expedite the maturation of the corn. So it may actually mature a little bit faster than normal, thus drying down. And so uh, you can preserve some of your RM relative RM by having a a lower population than you would be able to otherwise, just because of that fact that you get a faster time to maturity uh, from increased temperature at the ear.
0: Sure. Something else I'd like to add in too, since you brought up having more sunlight penetrate, you know, if, if we do, let's go back and say, we decide to leave a a field that's low on stand, let's say it's 30% low on stand uh, you've just created an environment that has more room for uh, weeds to come on in and take over. So, uh, uh, being Johnny on the spot, if you're going to leave a low stand field go through the season, you're going to you're going to want to make sure that you are way well on top of your herbicide in season applications to keep that uh, keep that yield potential where it is and not have any drag from a, a messy, weedy field.
1: Absolutely, that's a really good point, Jacob. So, overall, if if a grower during planting season gets a cold rain or has some difficulty at planting time, whether it's from equipment, carryover herbicide, whatever it may be and, and finds that they have a lower than desired stand. What the, fr- the first thing the grower should do is take representative stand counts across the field, particularly in the different zones that may be affected in different ways. If there's a low spot that gets drowned out typically, or if there are areas that uh, tend to be better than others, the grower may not have to replant the whole field. When looking at those factors that play the role in the decision to replant or not, the primary thing you want to look at is the income that you'll get relative to replanting versus not replanting and the costs associated with each. So are you going to make more money by replanting that field or are you going to be better off by leaving the stand that's there? And you can use various different calculations in that. If you look at the Rob Seco webpage, we have an agronomy tip sheet going over a lot of what we've covered here, including some charts as to of what you can expect from a yield standpoint at various different populations as a percent of optimal population, as well as by planting date. So looking at those two things, just do a calculation. If I leave what's there, what will my income be? And if I have to replant, what are my costs and what's my new income going to be? Other considerations might be population as well as uh, what your weed control may look like in one situation or another. So anything we missed, Jacob?
0: I think we got it covered, Jim. That should help a lot of our listeners out.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You bet. Thanks for having me on. And as always, tune in on the 1st and 15th of every month for new episodes. And until then, stay field ready.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Rob Seco Field Ready Podcast. Join us next time to be field ready. A Parkville Media Production.